Hallelujah. Thank you, brother. Ephesians 1, verses 17 through 19 says that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe, according to the working of his mighty power. Amen? Amen. Heavenly Father, we just thank you today. We just thank you for your word today, God. And we thank you, God, for us, the children, your children, God, coming together one more time to worship your holy name, Lord Jesus. And we thank you today for the power of the Holy Ghost, which leads us and guides us, which we cannot do anything without the Holy Ghost, hallelujah, the spirit of truth, the best teacher, hallelujah. Father, today in the name of the Lord Jesus, we pray that the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Christ Jesus will come upon us, your children. Father, we ask in the name of Jesus that you would help us to be able to discern the times and seasons, oh God, hallelujah. And Father, not just be able to discern them, God, but be able to know what to do with them, and that can only come from you, my God, hallelujah. Father, we ask in the name of Jesus, God, that you would touch our hearts today, God. Let our minds be renewed. Let our minds be on Christ Jesus. Let our hearts be hearts of flesh today in the name of Jesus. Father, we want to look more like you, hallelujah, each and every day. So, Father, today, we even come and ask that you, Father, we come and repent of every sin, God. In 1 John 1, 9, it says, if we confess our sins that you're faithful and just, to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. Father, cleanse us today, God. Purge those areas that need to be purged, God. Father, you know what they are in each and every one of us, oh God. Hallelujah. And Father, none of us have arrived, God. That's why you're the perfect God, and we are imperfect people. And we thank God that you're using us for your glory. Hallelujah. Father, help us, oh God, to continue to come together in love, in unity, and humility, God. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for the anointing of your Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Father, we bless, oh God, everyone in this place today in the name of Jesus. Father, we bless the worship team, God, that you would use Minister Tony and the worship team for your glory today, Lord. We bless each and every leader. Father, cover our pastors today in the name of Jesus. Cover our elders, oh God. Cover ushers. Cover every member, God. Cover deacons. Cover everyone today in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that if there's someone who doesn't know you today, hallelujah. Even I'm talking about not just people that have not experienced accept Jesus Christ. I'm also talking about people who profess to be Christians. Father, let there be a deeper revelation. Let there be a holy encounter today because we can confess and profess Jesus Christ but still don't know him. Oh, Father God, pour out your spirit on us today, God. We want to know more of you, God. Let us do something different in this service for you, for your glory, God. Let your presence be strong in this place, God. Hallelujah. And let it all be about you, Lord Jesus, because we come to worship the King. Because, Lord Jesus, 
you're coming back. Hallelujah. And we want to be a bride that's prepared, oh God. A bride without spot, without wrinkle, without blemish, God. But we can't do it without you, Lord God. We can't do it without us coming together in unity, oh God. Your body, God. Hallelujah. Father, release love today because I can never leave without talking about love because that's your heart, Father. The love in action and in deed. Hallelujah. Father, help us. Help us, Holy Spirit. Help us. We can no longer say, hallelujah, that we love you and don't love other people. Father, teach us how to love ourselves first. Many of us still have not learned how to love ourselves. Hallelujah. But we have to love you first and let your Holy Spirit begin to work in us, sanctify and purge and remove those things that you can't use. Father, we just love you. We thank you for all you've done, oh God. We thank you for sending your son, God, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Father, many of us know you as Savior, but today, God, we want to know you as Lord over everything. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. That means over our children, over our lives, over every decision, over our finances, over everything, because nothing belongs to us, nothing. If we say we belong to the Lord Jesus, that means everything is his. The job that he's given us is his. He puts us there. Our children, he's entrusted our children with us, but they belong to him. They're his. Hallelujah, hallelujah. And let's remember today, as we begin to worship the King of Glory, Jesus Christ, the only one who can open the scroll, the Lion of the tribe of Judah. This is a very serious time, saints. We need to know what's going on. We cannot be just walking around, marrying and having a good time. We need to know what's going on spiritually and be in tune with what God is doing and understand and stay in the word of God. This is heavy on my heart today because it's heavy on God's heart. Father, help us. Help us, God. Help us to get it right, God. Thank you, God, for your presence. We just bless you, Lord. Help us to get things in order, God, in our lives, in the name of Jesus. His presence is here, saints. And we give you glory, God. We give you honor, we give you praise. It's no longer about us, but it's about you, crucified flesh today. Thank you. That we would die, that you may live inside of us, God. say thank you my God thank you God help us Holy Spirit lead us and guide us let us be the children that will wake up in this season and will pray and will stay in the word and will do what the word says Saints, this is 
going on. In the name of Jesus, bless you, Lord. Bless you.
He's above all. And we have to understand, we're thinking Western world. Any place that lives where there's a king understands the concept. When we go before the king, you don't go, yo, what's up, what's up? You don't do that in front of a king, I'm sorry. You go with the highest level of respect. You bow. It's reverence. And when a king speaks, that word literally becomes law in all of the land. To the point that the king himself can't take that back. And so that's why when we pray God's word, it has so much effect because the king spoke. And it became law in heaven and earth. Amen. And, and part of the problem is that people have gotten too chummy with God. And we think, yeah, you know, I'm just chilling with the man. He's the man. He's almighty God. And he's the king of kings and the Lord of lords. We need a revolution of the fear of God. And, and it's, it's not to feel like, oh, I'm afraid I'm going to get burned with this iron or stove. No, it's a fear, a reverential fear. Who am I going before? You know, the people that, that, are, that live in that culture understand that. If the king orders a decree, because he doesn't uh, vote and say, okay, let, what do the people want? No, he says, I decree this, and it, that's it. It just goes, it, it's a, it gets promulgated throughout the land. That's it. And, and that's why, you know, when I go before God, it's, you know, I always have to remember, he's almighty God. Yes, he's my heavenly father. But even if you look at these kings and queens, and even on earth, how the children, they don't go in traipsing in, in the court. They have to be, they have to go only when they're called. Even though they're son and daughter. In the same way we as sons and daughters, we have to understand he is the God of all creation. We worship, we bow before him. And, and then to top it off, he said we are his sons and daughters. So now we're an extension of him. But watch this. Even the Lord Jesus Christ, whom you know is God in the flesh. Even the Lord Jesus Christ in the Garden of Gethsemane, what did he say? Father, if this cup will pass, but not my will, your will be done. So the Lord Jesus Christ, as our master mentor, taught us that we don't have 500 or 1,000 wills. There's only one will. You're going to get that by Thursday or Friday. Yeah, we want to do our thing. You know, God bless my thing. No, no, I want to find what God's will is. Because that's what he blesses. And his will is found in his word. Amen. Very simple. In his word. The more you study it, the more you read it, the more you will be able to align yourself with the King of Kings and the Lord. And with that in mind, I just wanted to share. I'm so excited because this 4th, October 4th, is just around the corner, we're resuming Bible school. You know, we're going to be doing a, a, a deep dive. We're going to do a deep dive into the Old Testament. I want you to know your word. Somebody comes up to you and says some nonsense, which a lot of people are talking nonsense. You'll be able to say, no, this is what it says. This is what it says canonically. This is what it says historically. This is what it says culturally. Yeah. And the, the, the people go, I don't want to talk to you. That's what they do. They get upset when you know, you've gone with truth and with knowledge. And then also um, Sunday, October 2nd, which is right around the corner, the bells. 
those resumes. So being right here at church on Sunday, you can come and get trained before the service. I think it's like a 45-minute weekly training, and that's exciting because what did what did Jesus told us to do? He said, go into all the world and make disciples. It's not just uh, just just preach and just say bye. No, disciples, stay with us. Let me train you. Let me nurture you so then you can also train and nurture others. How many of you heard the message on Friday? Where's this lane? Where's this lane? This lane. That's the preacher right there. Have a great job. Thank you so much. Proud of you. Proud of you. Amen. Now that was awesome. And uh, you know, I appreciate it. We got preachers in the house. Preachers and teachers. And so we're just letting everybody loose so just to hear what God is saying through the body. Because that's where the, God, the Lord speaks. He speaks through his body. There are no superstars in the kingdom. Actually, actually, amen. Actually, if you consider, look what's happening in the news right now. More and more, the superstars are falling. Yes. More of the superstars are being um, exposed in, in terms of the life that they're living, some of the things that are happening, and the body started to shine more and more because that's the way it was always supposed to be. I mean, you're always supposed to have apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. But they're just a gift to the body so that they could equip the body so the body could do the works of service. Amen. That's the way it's supposed to be. We're not supposed to shine. We're supposed to get smaller, yes. and Jesus is supposed oh, to shine. Yes. Amen. 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 Then October the 9th, somebody got the memo early because all of you are here. Praise God. Those of you online, praise God. You got the memo early. But October 9th is Back to Church Sunday. Amen. Back to Church Sunday. Say the third time. Back to church! Yes. Sunday. Sunday. <laughs> Praise God. I remember I used to listen to WDJ. There was a preacher, a pastor. He used to say, Sunday at the church. Every, every week he said that. Pastor's going to pray for you. I'll never forget it. Pastor Stallsworth. That's the one. I know I'm dating myself. I remember he was one of my favorites. And I want to welcome Brother Robert from Miami. He gave us a beautiful verse this morning talking about the grace of God, the fruit of the Spirit. So he was up early to study the Word. And uh, also, uh, Pastor Eileen, you know, she's, she's also with us today. And uh, actually, uh, Melody also says she's with us today. She's not, you know, she's a little under the weather, but she's with us online. And then, of course, we have all, all the others that are with us. I had a nice experience. Uh, no, not nice. It was, it was profound. It was profound. Um, a couple of days ago, I was able to connect again with the gentleman that I've been speaking to who have been uh, looking at our services and attending our services. His name is Danny. I'm sure he's on right now. And uh, he's married, has a little boy. And so uh, he's been talking to his wife. We got to get back to God. We got to get back to God. And so he called me and he says, I got to give you an update. So we spoke. I think it was Thursday. He says, listen, my wife is ready to receive Jesus. Yes. I said, well, Okay. So we need to do a little Zoom, because guess what? They live in Texas. They moved from New York, and they're now living in Texas. But he feels connected to Calvary Christian Fellowship. Because when he was a child, on 116th Street, Al, you'll know that. Jerry, you'll know that. He was one of the youth that were there, one of the children that were there. So his name is Danny Silva. And so, um, so we prayed for, for her this past Thursday, and with an open heart, she received Jesus and I. So celebrating with them. 
brethren, honestly, like that family, there are thousands upon thousands upon thousands in our circle. I'm not talking about in the world, there are millions. But in our circle, there are thousands that are waiting for us to be faithful and to share our testimony. You know, they come to you. Uh, one of the ministers, uh, I was in a conference on Thursday. One of the ministers says, you know, it doesn't get easier than this. I'm sitting down in the airplane, and a lady next to me says, hi, how are you? And I have my Bible. So you have Bible, the Bible. She says, yeah, yeah, I'm a minister. Yeah, yeah, listen, I'm trying to get saved, and I don't know how to do it. Yeah. <laughs> and so the minister says, it doesn't get easier than that, you know. So I go to Jesus because they're ready. They, they, they want a personal experience with God. They're tired of the nonsense. They're tired of seeing how humanity can get so depraved and lose it. But we shouldn't be surprised because the scripture has said that. You know, without Jesus, we're not going anywhere. Amen. Amen. So I, I, I wanted to let you know, I celebrate that. Hallelujah. Celebrate all of you. Amen. And, and all the guys that got together yesterday in Nate's house, from what I understand, he, you know, he had like a a smorgasbord and yes. they play dominoes and they have a lot of fun. You know, so Renee, thank you. Thank you. And, uh, James, thank you for making it happen, continuing to bring the guys together. I'm so grateful to you for, for doing that. You know, one of the things we used to do with uh, Minister Julio was just that. You gentlemen always worked with him, and now what a team you guys have become. What a leadership Wow. Blows me over. Praise God. Thank you for that. And last Wednesday, thank, thank you for all of you that showed up uh, for the, the B-Hop Bronx House for the prayer. The group that came, thank you. But we're going to get ready to receive an offering in the presence of God. Always remember that what we do, we do it as unto the Lord. You, you can't send anything up to heaven because he's the owner of all the gold and the silver. Amen. So what we do is we represent him here on earth. Amen? So our life is representing. We're, we're light. And we're the representation. Jesus is the sun. We're the moon. The moon represents the light, right? It, it reflects the light. We reflect his love, his grace. On our own, we can't do anything. But we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Amen. And part of it is our ability to be able to be a blessing to others. Um, we just finished sending an offering uh, to the Philippines, believe it. Uh, one of our dear friends, uh, Pastor Mike. You know, Pastor, Pastor Mike, he's uh, most of the fellows. Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, he, he just finished going with his lovely wife over to the Philippines. And right now he's actively ministering over there. So we went in some small way and we released an offering to him uh, so that he could minister to the indigenous Filipinos. Philippines. <laughs> I said Philippians. <laughs> so biblical, I just. The Philippians. <laughs> Amen. So let's get ready to give. Let's all stand. And remember, as you're giving, you're 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 basically representing your tribe, you're representing your family, you're representing your life. You say, God, here I give a portion of what you've blessed me with. And God appreciates those kinds of sacrifices. At the end of the day, He's the one that established the offering. He told Moses, Moses, I need my offering. He said that. Give me, my, give me my offering. Tell the people to give. And tell them to give from a willing heart. So he said, he said, I would accept it so that the temple could be built. He wasn't asking it for heaven because heaven has everything. 
he was asking for that earth realm, for that region, so that the people and the region could be able to come and celebrate God. So that's what we do even today. So as you, you, you take that offering in your hand, whatever it may be, whatever God has blessed you with, just remember that you are representing him here in this earth realm. So Father, this moment, we take a portion of that which you blessed us with, and we sow it. And we know, Father, we recognize that the world understands that because they're always sowing to the things that are important to them. Some are sowing thousands of dollars politically. Some are sowing thousands of dollars to entertainment. Some go to the gambling hall and sow thousands of dollars to those millionaires that own those uh, places. But Father, we sow into your kingdom because that's our priority. And we thank you, Father, because you're the one in the first place that gives the seed to the sower. So I thank you, Father, for giving us the seed to be able to sow. And then you also multiply the seed so that we can continue that process of sowing and reaping. I pray for your people, Lord God, that as they give from their hearts, as they give from that, there's the substance you bless them with, I pray that you bless it back to them, even at the point of their need. We'll be careful to give you all the glory, the honor, the praise. And we thank you for allowing us to be givers like you, because you are the greatest giver ever. And we praise you. We glorify your name. And we thank you for your presence in this service. Thank you, Lord God, that you have been touching the hearts. Even through the worship, Lord God, you've been touching the hearts. You've been touching our souls, Lord God. You've been touching our spirit, man. And we thank you for it. We love you, Lord God. We bless you. You are holy, holy, holy. Lord God Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. The whole earth is filled with your glory. Now we pray that you receive the, the tithe and the offering through our high priest, our Lord Jesus Christ give you all the glory. Amen and amen. As you receive instructions from the ushers and you that are online, please feel free to send an offering to our website, calvaryny.org. Calvaryny.org. You go to the top header to the right and it says give there. You can click conveniently there and you give. That's how my wife and I always give. We just got used to it. So that's how we give. So thank you so much in advance. God bless you, brother. Ladies and gentlemen, so let's go back to worship.
Hello? No one compares to you. No one could ever take your place. Oh, no one compares to you. No one could ever take your place. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! did all my announcements. What's going on here? <laughs> but I do want to give you um, just a few things. Um, so on the second is actually Pastor's birthday. Please come that day so we can celebrate our pastor. Hallelujah. Amen. He already spoke to you about the return to church Sunday. That's going to be the ninth. Um, and on that day, I just want to uh, let the students who took courses with me last, last semester, that's it. They were giving out your certificates. Please come. Even if you did, did not take the exam, but you did more than half of the classes, I'm looking at you right now, looking at a few folks, I want you to come. Please come that day, amen? So uh, the, ninth, uh, the ninth is gonna be a very important day. So next Sunday, Pastor's, Pastor's um, birthday, and then the ninth, back to church service. We want everyone that hasn't been able to come, Please come. Try and get here to the house of the Lord. It's not the same. I mean, we were home quite a bit. We live further upstate. And um, then when we didn't have a car, we only had one car. My husband had to work Sundays. I couldn't come down to the city. It cost me sometimes when I rented a car, it would be, for the number of days, it would be like $1,000 for renting the car. So whenever you saw me, I was renting a car for that amount of money. So I couldn't come. But I thank the Lord that my husband's not retired. <laughs> and we can be here. We can be here with you all. Amen. I also want to let you know that, um, again, Pastor, that the 16th is Pastor Appreciation Service. Yes. We're going to be honoring our pastor that day. We're going to have a special speaker that day. So the 16th. And then on November 13th, please mark your calendars. That is the day that we're going to celebrate our pastor's 30th uh, uh, ministerial anniversary. They have been ministering now because this was in, uh, they have been ministering more than 30 years. So we're gonna honor them on November 13th. We're gonna have Pastor Mott, or Bishop Mott rather, with us that day as a speaker. And the anniversary, which was gonna be at the end of October, we've pushed that to May. So there's more planning, we'll let you know when that comes about. That's gonna be the 30th anniversary of Calvary's Foundation. Amen? Amen. Amen. And also, uh, I don't know if Pastor, I didn't hear Pastor mention it, but October 5th, uh, we were gonna have um, Prophet Maiden on Zoom on Thursday the 6th, but it turns out he has to travel that day to minister somewhere else. So the date has been changed to October 5th, which is Wednesday. Remember, again, not Thursday, but Wednesday, October 5th at 3 o'clock. That's when Prophet made it on our regular Zoom. If you don't have the Zoom, please call the church office. Amen, and I'll give it to you. The calls will come to me. Amen? So I have the honor and the privilege of introducing the speaker. Oh, my I'm going to be introducing our dear uh, Minister Belinda, who's going to be ministering to us today in Word. I'm happy. I can't wait to hear her.
spring semester on the 9th, I'm gonna resume classes. Uh, please come and see me, because I have books, not all books. There was a back order on the books. So I'm gonna go in the order that for people that actually requested the, the books first. But I have Xerox copies of the first two chapters until we get the order. See me at the end of the service, amen? amen. Praise the Lord, church. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah! It is good to be in the house of the Lord, amen? Hallelujah. We praise the name of the Lord Jesus. He is so good. Hallelujah. And he is worthy of all our praise. He is worthy of all our honor, amen? Only he. There is no one else that we can find on earth in heaven like our God, Jesus Christ, amen? Hallelujah. How many enjoyed worship today? Hallelujah. I enjoyed myself in worship, amen? There's nothing like being in the presence of the Lord, knowing that God is in our midst, amen? Just sensing him in our, um, in, uh, within, among us, amen? And he is always there, but, you know, there are just some special moments where you just, like, you just know it without a shadow of a doubt. Like, you're like, yup, he's here, he's in this place, amen? And he's receiving the praises of his people, hallelujah. Glory to God from a grateful people. Amen. How many of you are grateful for your Lord Jesus Christ? Hallelujah. You're grateful for who he is and what he's done. Hallelujah. Like Rosita said, where would we be if it had not been for our Lord Jesus Christ? Hallelujah. I know that I would be lost. Lost in my sin. Amen. Probably lost in unforgiveness and in bitterness. Amen. Because life brings us trials and tribulations. Hallelujah. But... With God, we overcome them, amen? amen? And because of God is that we are able to then be free to worship and praise him and to, to just speak of his goodness, amen? amen. Hallelujah. The, lo- the last song really um, blessed me in that today um, I need to remember those words. I need you to remember that God is beautiful, that he is wonderful, that he is loving, amen? Hallelujah that he goes beyond anything our imagination can even come up with, amen? He's untangible, we cannot touch him, my God. There's nothing to compare Christ to, amen? amen. And if you have experienced that Christ, if you know this for yourself, then prepare yourself because I have a challenge for you today. Or God is bringing forth a challenge for you today, amen? Hallelujah. 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 I um. Just want to say hello to all those who are watching online amen we bless you in the name of jesus we welcome you we thank you for being here in the presence of the lord with us and this word is for you as well and i pray that you receive it and that you would walk in it amen hallelujah i want to thank pastor for for um this opportunity amen um kind of like a little like johanna he chases me down Amen. He chases, chases until he, until you kind of have to give in. Amen. But I tell you this word today that the Lord had me preparing. Amen. Even spoke to me in this area. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. But I am, I am grateful to the Lord Himself for also allowing me to just bring forth His word. Amen. 
the word that transforms because I cannot say anything that's going to make a difference in your life. But when we speak from God's word, his word is the one that brings forth transformation. It brings conviction to our hearts and shows us where we need to fix ourselves, what we need to tweak in order to be, amen, in line with God's will for our life. Amen. Hallelujah. My God, the Lord slapped me a few times today. Hallelujah. We praise you, Lord. Okay. Um, I'm going to ask you just to stand on your feet, just to read the main verse. We are going to be, I am going to be, if you will, teaching from the word, but I want to just read all together and honor God's word um, and reverence it, amen, by standing up and going into Joshua uh, chapter 1, verse 9, which is our main verse for today. Hallelujah. If you have your Bibles, that's Joshua chapter 1, verse 9. In Jesus' name, we read the word of the Lord. It says, have I not commanded you? Yes, a question. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. It's a statement. Be strong and courageous. He's not asking. He's making a statement to be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified nor dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Amen. And let's just take a moment to pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you, Lord. We thank you, my God, for your word, oh God. We thank you that you left within it instructions in in the which way we can live our lives out, my God, and please you accordingly to your will, my God, for our lives, my God and Savior, for the plans that you have already set before us, Lord. We have, my God, the instructions for it right here in your word, my God and Savior, and we thank you for it. And I pray that today you would open up our ears, open up our understanding, open up our hearts, Lord, so that we may receive your word, my God, and then act upon it, Lord and Savior. Lord, act upon the call in which you have placed in our lives, and that we will not allow fear to control it, that we will not allow fear to dictate, Lord, what we do with the call that you have placed in our lives today, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. You may be seated. Hallelujah. For the past three weeks, we have been speaking on the topic, Fear Not. Through Pastor Mingo, the word of the Lord reminded us that God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. And that's found in 2 Timothy 1, 6, and 7. Through Johanna, we were reminded not to be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. And that's found in Philippians 4, 6, 7. I like how the word reminds us, right, not to be anxious, because it, God knew. We're human beings. He created human beings, and we do go through our times of anxiety, amen? But he reminds us, don't be it. Don't allow that feeling to overpower what you have been called to do. Instead, step into prayer and supplication. And I like that he says it with thanksgiving. 
Amen? Because we, although we might be going through our trials and tribulation, we need to learn to be grateful because at the end, there's something that the Lord is doing within our lives that he needs to do in order for us to move forward in his will for our lives. Amen? So in, with thanksgiving, be grateful to God if you are going through trials and tribulations because at the end of the road, there's victory and there's a lesson to be learned. There's someone to bless. Amen? I also found interesting how both verses targeted the mind. Because although emotion, um, fear is an emotion, it can wreak havoc in the mind. When we don't take control of it through Christ Jesus, put it under his authority, and allow God to then do what he is doing in our lives through the situations we might be going through. Amen? And then last Sunday, through Jeanette, we were reminded that we should not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Matthew 6, 34. Now I was blessed because um, um, a sister at the end of that service, she said, you know, the word really hit me. I never thought about thinking of our days as just one day. Like I focus so much on worries about tomorrow and what things might happen and what I'm going through and what it's gonna do for me tomorrow. And, and she was like, but man, I'm really gonna try to just re-listen again and allow the word to teach me to live just one day at a time. If I'm going through something today, amen, praise God. Lord, you're gonna let me, you're gonna help me get through it and tomorrow we'll face it when it comes, amen. And I've also have gotten taken that idea where don't cross that bridge unless you have to. Right. Amen? Because right. in our minds, we begin to make up all these scenarios and we make up all these things that have not even happened. And in the midst of it, we're missing out on the blessing because we're so worried about what has not happened yet. We're worried about the ifs, the buts. Amen? When God is just trying to show you right here in front of you, this is what I have for you right here today. Amen? Glory to God. God reminds us that he is with us at all times and that we are never alone. Amen. We have heard and learned that Jesus is with us in every situation and circumstance. We have his peace, and no matter how difficult our trial may be, trial may be, we don't have to face it alone because he is with us. We've covered a lot of ground in a short time, and we've talked through some challenging ideas, not the least of which is the idea that we can be victorious in the battle against fear. But this idea brought in me a question. And I asked, I said, if I can be victorious over fear, then why do I battle with it every day in one way or another? And I share this question because maybe you thought of it one, in one version or, of an, or another, right? Why do we battle with it in, um, every day? So when I just looked up fear and what it is, I, came, um, I found that fear is one of seven basic human emotions. So it's an emotion that's part of a human being. You can't escape it, you can't run from it, you can't hide from it, but you can overcome it. Amen. Amen. So it is, it is almost inevitable for us not to feel fear. But it's how we react to that emotion that makes a difference as to how we live our lives. That's what I propose in my heart, right? When I asked myself that question, it led, it led me to this conclusion, amen? As Christians, we are reminded that God is with us every day. We are never alone, and because of that fact, fear should never be able to control us. Matter of fact, God knew that fear would rear its ugly head, 
And for this reason, he left us the phrase, fear not. How many times? Amen. You know it? 365 times. We can find the phrase, fear not, 365 times in the Bible. That is one for each day of the year. One for each day of the year. Isn't God good? He told us he would never forsake us or abandon us. In his word, he leaves us instructions. Fear not, for I am with you every day of the year. He made a provision, a verse that we can hold on to, that we can declare every day of the year so that fear would not control us. So that we would overcome fear through Christ Jesus. Because on our own, fear will wreak havoc. But if we have the Lord, we are not alone. Amen? So today, God wants to reiterate that you should not fear because you're not alone. Amen? And just a funny moment. I, you know, I kind of printed this out this morning and then just put it away, came to work, to, to, to church, and then I said, let me take it out and just, you know, I, I, I'm a, ner a nervous wreck, right? So I'm like, I'm looking, I'm re-looking and trying, and I'm like, oh my God, it didn't print the whole thing. <gasps> I went into my phone, I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to have to read for me. And then, duh. <laughs> it's the back. So I had a freak out moment for no reason. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. God is good. <laughs> You are not alone in your trials, your circumstances, or even in your decision-making processes. And you are not alone when he places a call on your life. Amen. And here's the challenge. Because he has placed a call in all our lives. That's right. Hallelujah. You already have a purpose to fulfill. Christ has already placed a call on you already. You know what that call is? about that more a little bit later. <laughs> right now, I want to take you to the story about a man that was called by God to lead a people into the promised land. Let's open our Bible back up to Joshua 1, and we're going to begin to read chapter 1, amen? Kind of walk through it. Hallelujah. So it begins like this. It says, Now it came about, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' servant, saying, Moses' servant, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now arise, cross this Jordan, you and all this people, to the land which I am given to them, to the sons of Israel. So now, the God, so now God calls Joshua and tells him to arise. In other words, he tells him, step into your position. Step into your calling, amen? But it didn't come as a surprise to Joshua because God never does anything by, cir by cir her, her happens, what is that, circumstance? Yeah, that one, that word, <laughs> right? He never does that, right? There's always a plan. He's very methodical, hallelujah. And so he had already told Joshua that he would take this position, amen? So if you would just go with me momentarily to Deuteronomy, Hallelujah. Actually, before even that, I wanted to share this part too. It says, um, I, I wrote down, you know Joshua, along with Caleb, are the only two past 20 years of age that were allowed into the promised land? Amen. 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 You remember that? Many of us are familiar with the story of the people of Israel wandering through the desert for 40 years. 
Why? It started due to fear. Believe it or not, it started with fear. Twelve spies were sent to survey the land, and ten of the twelve came back with fear in their hearts because of what they saw. What they saw with their carnal eyes. What they felt with their human emotion. Hallelujah. They shared how they would be overtaken because they were many and they were huge in the land. They became afraid and forgot to remind themselves of what, ha- of what God had done for them in the past. Amen. Sometimes we read the story of the people of Israel, because I know I have, and we think how thick-headed could they have been? How could they forget what God had done for them? And not just one thing, but the many miracles he had performed for them along the way up to this point. And yet, we are more like them than we sometimes realize. How many times have we run away from God's call? How many times have we said no to take on a position of leadership? How many times have we said no to making a prayer out loud because we are afraid for one reason or another? Hallelujah. Sometimes we are no better than the people of Israel. Hallelujah. But God always makes provision. Thank you, God, for provision. Amen? Thank you, Jesus. And so I shared before that while I was preparing this, it hit home. It, it, it got, I, I could hear God saying, yep. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, you. That's you. Constantly running, amen, for what God calls me to do from time to time. Because it's not just standing here and bringing forth a word, amen. Sometimes it's simply just sharing about God's love to someone who's right next to me. And fear creeps in and you think, they're not gonna be, they're not gonna receive it, God. They're gonna think I'm crazy talking about God and talking about how you love them and how you're, you, know, you, you came to save them and rescue them from their sins, right? Because sometimes people think that we're crazy. <laughs> think that we believe in something that's not real, not true. There are those with that mindset, amen? But we know better. We have come to know the truth. We have tasted and we have seen that God is good. Hallelujah. So how can we keep quiet about God's goodness, about his beauty? Hallelujah. That other song touched me too where it says that I'm not going to allow the stones to cry out for me. I said, Lord, forgive me and help me that I would be the one to cry out about your beauty, that I will not just let nature speak for me, but that I will speak of your love, of your kindness, of your faithfulness, hallelujah, because he has been faithful to me, hallelujah. He has been kind to me. He has been graceful with me, hallelujah. Glory to God. Many times he should have just turned his face away from me, He kept his eyes right there, right on me. Amen? Relentlessly, he pursued me. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And I am so grateful for it. Hallelujah. Because I stand here because of that. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. The thought of standing for me in front of a crowd terrifies me sometimes. And having to put thoughts to paper can be an overwhelming process for me. And so instead of overcoming fear and reminding myself that God is calling me, 
then he is surely with me. If he's called me, he's with me. I retreat because it's easier than going through all the emotions, all the pain, all the anxiety that I experienced putting thoughts together. It's, 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 it's in our humanity. Take the easy route. <laughs> Stay away from the, hard, the hardships, right? Stay away from the harder um, path, amen? But God has called us to do exactly the opposite. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. And you know why he does it? He does it so that we can lean on him. Innately, we want to go the easier route, right? But to go the harder, the harder route, the goal, to go through the narrow path, we have to be dependent on God. Because if we are not, we will be trampled, we will be put, um, set apart, right? Broken apart. And then only he could put us back together. Amen? Amen. But if we dare to go through it with him, he, he helps us to make it to the other side. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Imagine if Jesus had retrieved when the time came to give his life for the redemption of the world. Imagine if he had given into the fear that crept up at the thought of the pain and abuse he was going to suffer. But he didn't. Instead, he prayed, God, let your will be done, not my will. Luke 22, 42, and paraphrased it a little bit, but that's found in Luke 22, 42. Hallelujah. He didn't allow himself to succumb to the fear. He told the Lord, let your will be done, not mine. Hallelujah. Joshua and Caleb were the only two that came back from spying that land and said, it is true what the others have shared, but it is also true that God is going before us if we don't rebel against him and if he will give us, and he will give us the land. You see, Joshua knew where his fear belonged. He knew what matter was that he knew about God. He reminded himself what he knew about God. He knew that God had never lost the battle for them. He knew that God's plans were always successful as long as they followed through Amen. with God's plan. God wasn't the problem. The giants in the land weren't the problem. The problem stemmed from the Israelites not remembering that fear belonged in the hands of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And you can find that story in Numbers um, chapters 13 and 14, if I remember correctly. Amen. So now here we are in Deuteronomy, where I wanted to take you. And time has passed. Amen. And it's come time to cross the Jordan because Moses is about to pass away. The Lord is about to take Moses. Amen. And in Deuteronomy 31, we read <clears throat> where it says, So Moses went and spoke these words to all Israel. He said to them, I am 120 years old today. I am no longer able to go out and come in, and the Lord has told me, you shall not cross this Jordan. Verse 3, it is the Lord your God who is going to cross ahead of you. He himself will destroy these nations before you, and you shall dispossess them. God is already letting them know what is going to happen. This is how it's going to take place. He always gives us a path. He always gives us a way. Joshua is the one who is going to cross ahead of you, just as the Lord has spoken. So did, he, did Joshua know beforehand, before God called him in Joshua chapter 1? Yeah, he did. God had already informed him of what his role was going to be, amen? And the Lord will do to them, just as he did to Shehan and Og, the kings of Amorites. And, sorry, if you don't know, 
<laughs> um, it is the Lord your God before you, and you shall dispossess them. Okay, I read that, I'm sorry. Verse 4, and the Lord will do to them just as he did to Shion and Og, the kings of the Amorites, and to their land when he destroyed them. The Lord will turn them over to you, and you will do to them in accordance with all the commandments which I have commanded you. God always gives instructions. This is why he's saying he never leaves us alone because he always gives us directions. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or in dread of them. For the Lord your God is the one who is going with you. He will not desert you or abandon you. Hallelujah. Then Moses called to Joshua and said to him in the sight of all Israel, be strong and courageous for you will go with this people into the land which the Lord has sworn to their fathers to give them and you will give it to them as an inheritance. And the Lord is the one who is going ahead of you. He will be with you. He will not desert you or abandon you. Do not fear and do not be dismayed. God reminds Joshua that although he is sending him, he is not sending him on his own. Amen? That God is going to go before him and he is with him in, in, this, uh, in where he is sending him. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. go back to Joshua chapter 1 where now Moses has passed away and God has called Joshua to go forth amen and we continue in verse 3 and it says every place the Lord says and every place on which the sole of your footsteps have given it, I have given it to you just as I spoke to Moses God never says anything just to say there is always a reason why he states something and he repeats some things. Amen. As a human being, I can only imagine the thoughts that were going through Joshua's mind at that moment when the Lord was calling him forth, right? Into battle, no less. To lead a people who were known for mocking the Lord, for murmuring against God, amen? For disobeying God, for disrespecting his law, hallelujah. He is now being challenged to go and lead these people into a victory that had been promised from God. Amen? I can only imagine, although he has seen with his eyes all the things God had done for him and his people, right? For the people that he was with, with the Israelites, still, he, again, he was human. So God needed to make sure that he heard his words when he told him, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be dismayed. Because your Lord, your God is with you. Hallelujah. No matter the circumstance, no matter the trial, no matter how ugly it may look in front of you, you need to remind yourself to be strong and courageous, to not be afraid, to not be dismayed, and to trust that God, your Lord, is with you. Amen. Because he has promised it to you. Hallelujah. And God is not man to go back on his word. Hallelujah. His word 
get sealed, stamped, and it's delivered. Hallelujah. Blessed be your name, Jesus. Glory to God. For years, he had a great mentor. A great mentor. <laughs> a great leader. Someone in whom he could physically lean on on times of doubt, fear, or trouble. But now he is being asked to take on the role and lead a whole nation into battle and into victory. Now he had to solely lean on his God for direction and guidance to lead God's people. A lot of times we're looking to our pastors because he is our shepherd, amen? A lot of times we are looking to our leadership because they are there to help guide and mentor us, amen? But there's a moment when God calls us to follow him and him alone. Because people will always let you down. They may not mean to, but they will because they are human. They are not God who is perfect in every way. Hallelujah. They're not the ones who have placed the calling in your life. It is he. And because he's placed it in your life, he is faithful to see it to the end. Hallelujah. He is faithful to remain with you until the end of age, until the end of time. Amen. He's the one that walks with you, walks in front of you, and even will give you what you should speak if it's that he's calling you to share with someone, hallelujah. Glory to God. If he's calling you to prayer, he will give you the words that you should pray and lift up before his throne because of maybe someone who needs it. Maybe it's you, amen, and God is calling you down to your knees because you haven't been there in a while, and he's asking you to come down and have communication with him, have fellowship with him. Hallelujah. Glory to God and Savior. There is a call upon our life. But if we are not in communion with God, we cannot see that call out. We cannot victoriously walk in that calling. Hallelujah. God is calling us, challenging us. Amen. To put fear in the back burner. To put fear in his hands and do what he's calling you to do. Hallelujah. Blessed be your name. Thinking about all those things that Joshua might have been thinking, there's a lot of pressure on a person, is it not? So God knew he needed to remind Joshua that it wasn't in his own strength, in his own wisdom, or in his own knowledge that he would lead the people of God. Amen? He wanted to secure his mind. He wanted to, to secure his emotions, amen? He wanted him to know that he was safe in God's hands. That as long as God was going before him and he never steered away from God's plans, God was going to see him through it. Amen? He was going to see the people through it. Amen? Because then he gives them this command. If we keep reading in 8, it says, um, this book of the law, oh, actually, let's go back to 7, only be strong and very courageous. Be careful. Listen. Be careful to do according to the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left so that you may achieve success wherever you go. What was the law? At that time, Moses had written Genesis through Deuteronomy. And he was telling him, make sure you follow the instructions 
given to you by God in the book of the law. Don't sway to your left, not even a little bit. Don't sway to your right, not even this much. Because you sway this much and you're going off course. You go off course, you're derailed. If you go off course, there's nothing to keep you on a steady path. Hallelujah. And if we think about that, amen, because God doesn't change. He's the same today, tomorrow, and forever, amen? He deals with us still in the same way. He left us his instruction. He left us more instructions than Joshua had. Think about that for a moment. We have more places to go and read about God's goodness, faithfulness, greatness, wonderfulness than Joshua had. Amen? But where do we suffer? When do we feel the blows? When we, when we detour ourselves from his word, for his plan for our lives. When we allow, allow the circumstances of this world to make us think that we have to give up because there's no way out. The devil is a liar because God already told us that there is a way out. Amen? He's already guaranteed our future in eternity. Hallelujah. All we need to do is walk it out with him on our side. Amen? Not giving up. Not looking at the circumstance, but looking at the God, the Father, who left us here on earth knowing... That as long as he's with us, we can do all things in Christ Jesus. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So he is reminding Joshua that with God, he is going to be able to lead the people into victory. And if we read further along in that chapter, Joshua tells the people. He gives them the instructions that God gave him. So again, it's not like God told Joshua here, go, um, go into battle and with the victory to the people. You know, just figure it out along the way. You got this. You've seen it done many times before. You're good. I don't need to tell you anything else. But that's not our God. He wants to secure our safety. He wants to secure our future. He wants to secure the plans that he has for us. And so in order to do that, he knows that he has to give us stepped instructions, right? One to three, one to four, whatever those steps are in order for you to complete the task at hand. Sometimes people say, but I don't hear God. Yeah, maybe we don't hear God like the day, like in the days of Moses and Joshua. But when we accepted Christ, Holy Spirit came to he, came to reign in here, and Holy Spirit is the one that guides and directs us. Holy Spirit is the one that helps us to understand God's directions and instructions for our lives. Hallelujah! So if we're reading this, we're hearing God's word every day. If we're reading His word, we are hearing His voice speak into us every day. Hallelujah. But I'm sorry to say because I say it to myself, sometimes we're lazy. And we want an easy word. We want someone to come talk to us. God said so A, B, C, and D. But when God wants us to be more faithful, more dedicated, more committed to read about what he is asking of us from his word, in his word. Hallelujah. He has not left us alone. His manual is right here for our lives. Hallelujah. God is good. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Let's go to verse 16. 
us how God gave them a command and he shared with the people that command. But then now, here are the people and what their response, what their response is. They said to Joshua saying, they answered Joshua saying, all that you have commanded us, we will do. And wherever you send us, we will go. Just as we obeyed Moses in all things, so we will obey you. Only may the Lord your God be with you as he was with Moses. Anyone who rebels against your command and does not obey your words in all that you command him shall be put to death. They told him, only be strong and courageous. They needed Joshua to be strong and courageous because they were going to draw from him. Amen? They needed a leader that was going to be strong, that wasn't going to shy away when, the things, got, when things got tough, when things got heavy, when things got scary, amen? They needed a leader that was going to go in front and say, God is before me, God is before us, and we hedge on forward, we march on forward, amen? We go against whatever's in front of us because God has promised that he will give it to us in our hands, amen? They needed him to be strong and courageous. People are waiting for us to be strong and courageous. If we have declared that Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior and that we are followers of Christ, then we have a people to lead unto salvation. And so they're waiting for us to be strong and courageous and share the gospel with them so that they can also be saved, so that they can also have what we have experienced with Christ Jesus. Amen? Hallelujah. We need to be strong and courageous in a day like today. In this season more than ever, our gen our next generation are facing struggles in their schools that we that I don't remember facing so intensely, amen. My my daughter one time lifted up an opinion. This is during the pandemic. Her personal opinion, every right to voice her own opinion. We have freedom of speech, right? She was condemned by her um, by her professor, by her teacher, because of her because her opinion did not align up did not line up with his agenda, with his his way of philo- his philosophy, amen. And I'm proud of her though because she stepped up and she and she um, directed her proper troubles to her um, guidance counselor and, and let it be known. I have a right to say what I what I want amen. to say. I have a right to believe what I believe, and I have a right to share it. And whoever wants to hear it, hears it. Whoever wants to reject it, rejects it. But it's my right of freedom of speech to speak, amen. What is in my heart, Hallelujah. And so it's not an easy time. It is hard. It is difficult. Even at work, as teachers. What is it? Um, state and church are separate, right? So in, in, in schools, if you're not in a Catholic school or in a, in, a, in a Christian school, you're not supposed to talk about God. You're not supposed to talk about Jesus. You're not supposed to talk about his goodness. Hallelujah. And I remember one time a teacher, this is when I was working uh, at another school, and a teacher told me, oh, you know, I, I'm careful because, you know, we can't mention, we can't mention Jesus. So well, I'm not. They hear, me, they hear me mention Jesus, well, what are they going to do? Slap me on my hand? You can't say that. It's Jesus. <laughs> what can I not say, amen? Hallelujah. I, 
Remember, the word tells us that if we deny Jesus, he will deny us before the Father. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We cannot deny our Father. Hallelujah. We cannot deny the Savior. Glory to God. So although it may be right, difficult, right. remember that God is telling us, fear not. Don't be afraid. Be strong and courageous because he is with us. Amen. Hallelujah. Had Joshua retreated to, due to fear, would the people of God enter their promised land when they were supposed to? Probably not. Would they have followed, would they have followed, followed a coward into battle? No. Would they have found strength in a leader that was driven by fear? Absolutely not. Hallelujah. We need to put fear where it belongs and step into God's calling in our lives. Now, I said that we would go back to the calling that, had, that God has given us all, right? Hallelujah. If we are followers of Christ, we have a calling. And who can tell me what that calling is? It's not rhetorical. I don't need to preach. You know the calling in your life. But here's the thing. If you know it, that's right, the Great Commission. If you know it, then God is expecting you to answer that call. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We praise you, Lord Jesus. Matthew 28, 19 and 20. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to follow all that I commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Hallelujah. This, this verse is found in the chapter where Jesus has now resurrected from the grave and it has now met up with the disciples, has shown up to them, amen? And now it's time to put, what's that saying? Um, your money where your mouth is? Yes. <laughs> right? More or less, that's what Jesus is telling the disciples. Now, I have to go back to the Father. You will remain here without me physically being with you, amen? But he reminds them that he still will be with them, amen? Because he was going to send Holy Spirit to come and reign with them. And Holy Spirit was going to give them that confidence that they were going to need. Holy Spirit was going to fill them with the power that they were going to need in order to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ, in order to make disciples of others so that others could disciple others. Got that? Right. Amen? But he reminds them. It was so important to him to remind them they would not be alone. That's right. That in the calling that he placed in their lives, he was in that, in that calling. He was going to go before them. He was going to give them what they needed. Amen. He even gave them instructions. He said, preach, teach, and baptize in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. He didn't leave them alone, like with, you know, with nothing to go with or nothing to, to draw from. No. He had instilled a lot of time a lot of effort into their lives so that when this time came, they had the word of God and the experiences they had shared in his presence so that they could be reminded of the things Jesus did so that the things that they 
saw him do would give them courage, would make them, have given them that sense of strength, knowing that God was with them. He had called them, and all those things were possible in Christ Jesus. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. We glorify you, Lord. Blessed be your name. We are byproducts of the word of salvation being spread throughout the nations. And because we have been made disciples, we are now called to make disciples of others. To share about Jesus and his plan of salvation, his plan to redeem the fallen, and his plan to restore the broken. We have this calling. Sometimes we we come to the Lord um, and we, we notice that there are functions in the church, right? There's pastors, there's leadership, there's directors, there's um, ushers, there's deacons. There are all these functions within the church. And we find ourselves sometimes asking us, what is my purpose, Lord? What am I here to do on earth? Mm-hmm. I'm reminding you today that Matthew 28, 19 and 20 is your purpose here on earth. That is your calling. That is the number one calling in your life. To share the good news of a Christ that saves, a Christ that redeems, a Christ that forgives, a Christ that does not forsake or leave anyone alone. Amen? That is your calling. That is your purpose. Don't feel like you are invaluable. Do not let that lie wreak havoc with your mind and your thoughts. Amen? Because God has called you. Like Rosita said, she didn't look, she didn't go looking for God. Amen. Our sister um, Kayla testified how she didn't go looking for God. God came looking for them. Amen. God came looking for each and every one of you. God came looking for me. And when we found him because he was looking for us, amen, he placed that calling in our lives. The minute we accepted the Lord Jesus Christ and we experienced his goodness, we experienced his forgiveness. We experienced how he forgets what we did in the past and makes us a new creature, amen? We are to share that good news with those around us, amen? Hallelujah. You have a purpose. We glorify your name, Lord. God reminds us today that when he calls us, he doesn't leave us to do it on our own, but but be reminded that Jesus is with us to the end of time. To conclude, the last few weeks we've talked through some very practical ways that we can deal with fear. Recognizing it, giving it back to God through prayer, and keeping your focus one day at a time. These are powerful habits that we can develop, that we can develop, amen? Amen. And God has always been straightforward with his people. He's never hidden anything. Jesus warned us in John 16, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble. He didn't say that it was going to be all roses and lilies, um, days relaxing in the beach as much as I love to do that. <laughs> that feeling, that sense. <laughs> God was honest with us. Jesus was honest with us. He told us that we would have trouble. We would have tribulation. Hallelujah. But his promise. But take heart. I have overcome the world. Hallelujah. 
He has overcome every tribulation, every circumstance, every crisis. He has won every battle, amen? There is nothing that with Jesus we cannot overcome. Through Jesus that we cannot overcome. And when trials come, because they will come as he has warned us, be courageous. Be strong. Don't be afraid. Do not be dismayed. Because the Lord your God is with you. Amen? In all things, he is with you. Glory to God. When you know that the Savior of the universe is committed to standing with you through every trial, every season, every affliction, even in your calling, literally everything, you can walk with a bit more confidence in your step. Hallelujah. There's a little spark in your eye. And maybe even and then boldness moves you make to make it through life. Amen. When we know that God is with us, when we remind ourselves that God is with us. Hallelujah. It's not that fear and anxiety, worry, doubt, or any of these things don't exist. It's that they have a proper place in the capable hands of our Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. I may not be able to give you the audible voice of God today like Joshua had at the edge of the promised land and the disciples that got to be with Jesus, but I can give you the same encouragement that the Lord has given all throughout the Bible. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Fear not. Jesus, with, Jesus is with you always until the very end. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Amen? Remember that he has given us an expected end. We have eternity with Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. We look forward to Be strong and courageous and walk in your purpose and see what God would do through you. Amen? The Lord bless you. Strategy. Remember, there are many, on many occasions, 
God's choice servants in Scripture serve God in the most difficult of circumstances. They serve God successfully in Babylon. They serve God successfully in Egypt. You see, so um, it's not like God says, okay, I'm going to save you, deliver you, and I'm moving you all to Italy. You know, to a nice island where nobody else can touch you. No, because I saved you, I anointed you, and I send you back to that very same place so you can be salt and light. Wow. So thank you so much. Thank you for your obedience. You know, I got, I got a funny story. There was one time in my earlier days, I, wasn't, I still wasn't used to preaching. And, and don't get me wrong, I still, whenever I go to a place, I still feel that nervousness. But there was one time, oh my God. Oh, my friend invited me to go in his place and to pray in front of a large auditorium filled with millionaires, business people, uh, media buffs, right? And so when I got there, I saw people that I normally hear on TV and radio. <laughs> I got so intimidated that my tongue stopped working. I don't think you've gotten that bad. <laughs> when I got up, I wrote down my prayer. But I was so nervous. I was so embarrassed. We ever say in Spanish, Trágame tierra, which means swallow me up ground right now, please. Let me dissipate. And when the lady gives me the part, I say, you know, thank you so much for this part. I couldn't even talk English. I was so embarrassed. Oh man, I wanted to punch myself. What's the matter with you? So I fully understood. So finally, I had to repent of that. That that was an unnatural fear. So I had to tell God, God, forgive me. I, from now on, I'm not going to care what people think. I'm not going to care if I make a mistake. I'll be the first one to laugh at myself. And I just relaxed. So now I'm coming to places, hey, praise God, hallelujah. Amen. I love you all. You know, it made the difference. I stopped allowing that spirit of fear, that spirit of intimidation to affect me. Because I started thinking, excuse me, at the end of the day, when they, they burp, just like me, you know, they go to the bathroom like I do. I mean, I had to talk to myself that way because I was thinking, well, that's better than me. Hi, whoa, whoa, whoa. Do you know who you are? I mean, really, it, it was so, it was horrible. It, it depletes you of energy. But fear not. What's your fear not? We all have it. We all have it. Praise God. So that was a series. You, you capped it off and you, you, know, you put a nice uh, robe, uh, ribbon. I see on the cave. Praise God. Thank you so much. So I pray all of you that were home, uh, that are online, were able to also benefit from this very important message because it causes us to ask questions. Why do we fear the things we fear? Is it an unnatural fear? Or is it just, you know, don't touch that because it gets hot. Now when I, my mom told me, don't touch the iron, it's hot. Is it? <laughs> you know, you're right. <laughs> That's, that's a natural fear. And we are told to fear God. That's the reverential fear. When we go before God, recognizes, you know, it doesn't say, you know, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful are you, Lord. 
No, it says, holy, holy, holy art thou, Lord God Almighty. That's how you go before the king, with that level of respect. I mean, we do it in the natural, right? Why is it that we're lacking that for the one who created us all? For the one who loved us and, and gave his life for us? For the one that actually, when the enemy does something, God doesn't even get off his stone. And Michael, go, go handle this guy. He's not even on his level, right? Amen, that's right. That's the one that we worship. The Almighty God, Creator of heaven and earth. Amen. Praise God. So, Sister Misha, did you want uh, to come for prayer now or later? Please, please come up. Please come up. Mike and Misha Morelli, they're part of the family. Have a beautiful daughter there. I just received some beautiful news, amazing news. As you notice, uh, she's, you know, her walk is like, she's, she's got that walk that indicates she's carrying her too. Praise God. So congratulations. Praise Mike and Alicia, they've been long-time members and, and family also. I love them and their family. And, and her, her dad helped us, you know, when we were renovating, when we were fixing everything. He just went way over the top and just loved us and just gave all he had to make sure that we're we're in a place that looks beautiful that represents well when you go to the bathroom right it's a good nice bathroom it's, when we first got it it was a pink tub in there did i say it was pink yeah 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 so i mean everything's so beautiful here and and we just really appreciate so you wanted a prayer for the pregnancy? Amen. Let's all stand a moment. Let's extend our right hand forward to Alicia and the family. So, Father, we thank you. Uh, today, uh, Lord God, even as we heard the word, we were uh, reminded to fear not. And there are many areas that cause us concern. And certainly, my God, even in our lives, in our bodies, physically, and when a woman is pregnant, there's so many variables, Lord God. So, we pray for Misha this moment in this precious time in her life and that of her family, her growing family. We pray, first and foremost, your blessing and your peace upon them. But we also pray, Lord God, for her body right now. We pray that it aligns with the word of the Lord. The word of the Lord says that by his stripes were healed. The word of the Lord says that he sent his word and healed us of all our diseases. He says, look, that we shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. So, Father, we recognize your word because you have exalted your word even above your name. So we thank you for your word because your word is true and it's faithful because it was uttered by Almighty God, the King of kings and Lord of lords. So we pray over Misha's body right now. We say align, align with the word of the Lord. You're healed by the stripes of Jesus. Align and function the way you're supposed to function. We pray blessing. We pray healing. We pray youth over this body. We pray strength, even as the eagle restore anything that is out of order. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray a blessed and healthy pregnancy and a blessed and healthy delivery, Father. We pray for the child, my God, in the strength to be upon the child. Strong, vibrant, robust, my God. We thank you for it. We thank you, Lord God, that you're with her. You never leave her nor forsake her. You're with her in this process, Lord God, and I thank you that everything is aligning for your glory, for her benefit, 
and for the benefit of this precious child, my God, that will soon we will be able to see this precious child, Lord, Lord God. Thank you, Father. Bless this family. Bless them with your wisdom. Bless them with grace. Bless them also with strategies. I pray that you grant them strategies to be able to see the things they need to do in this season, my God. Even the unclear things, the things that they're not sure about. Father, I pray clarity. Father, we, we just lose clarity right now. Clarity, my Lord God. To such a degree that I say, ah, now I got it. Now I understand what I need to do with this thing. Now I need to do, uh, now I know what, uh, what I need to do with this other thing. So, Father, we thank you for that. Thank you for supernatural wisdom, supernatural grace and favor, supernatural provision, my God. Thank you, Father. Bless your little daughter, my God, right now, with your grace and, and divine help, Lord, and grant her, Lord God, wisdom even beyond her years, Lord God, that she would be able to dream with you, that she would be able to understand your word. Even as, as the prophet of old was a child and he was in the house of the Lord and you started speaking to him, I pray, Lord God, that you would even, uh, Lord, do that with her, my God, that she might be able to hear your word, that she might be able to hear what you're saying in her life. And I pray for her, her steps, order her steps, my God, that she might walk in your way. We declare that she'll serve you, that she'll love you, that she will honor you. We declare as you tarry, Lord God, we pray that you would even connect her with people, that uh, young men and women that will uh, be able to uh, be friends to her and, and to, to be able to lead her closer to you, my God, and that she would be able to lead them close to you also. Lord, I pray, cover her. I plead the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ over her. I plead the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ over this precious child, Lord God, over the family, my God, over this, this entire family. We give you the glory for it. And we thank you, Father, uh, Lord, because your anointing is upon them. It's, it's still active. It's still resonating, my God. So I thank you, Father, that in the coming days, they'll be able to release that anointing in your kingdom, to, to be able to release that anointing, Lord, wherever they go. And we pray it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. Praise God. Yes. Hallelujah. Love you guys. Hallelujah. So, Father, this moment, as we get ready to um, dismiss from this place, I thank you for this place. I'm grateful to you for all that you've done. I thank you for the hands that labor to help to make it look like what it looks like today. Thank you that you promised us that you would give us a building. And today we stand in this promise. And in the same way, I thank you that you've promised us other things. You've promised each and every person here things that you're going to do in their lives, provision, wisdom, understanding, open doors. And even in the midst of the uncertainties that we see all around us, one thing we are certain, that we're standing on the rock. Yes. And, and the winds will come, the storms may blow, but it will not be able to move us, move us because we're standing on the rock. So Father, I thank you for that rock solid stability in you. Thank you for your word, your promises. Thank you, Lord God, because your promises never fail. Yes. And talking about that, Lord, I pray for the people of the islands that are now recovering. All of the islands and, and the Puerto Rico, Santo Domingo, Haiti, and all Dominica, all those islands, my God, that have had to endure uh, this past hurricane. I pray, Lord God, that you would grant them great grace and favor as they rebuild. Uh, bless the families, Lord God, that even, even to this day, they're still without water and without uh, electricity. Pray, Father, that you would grant them great grace and favor. And Lord, uh, there's this new hurricane in the making on the way uh, to Florida, to these areas. I pray, Lord God, that you would uh, bless the church in Florida, bless your people in Florida, and that they might be able to be salt and light, even in the midst of 
this coming difficult time. Guard your people, I pray. Do miracles even in the midst of this uh, difficult time. We'll give you the praise for it. We'll give you the glory, my God. Now as we dismiss from you, you this place, but not from your presence, we thank you that your angels encamp around about us and guard us and keep us in all of our ways. So we're grateful to you that you never leave us nor forsake us. So we dismiss from this place in the awesome and majestic name of our Lord of Lords, King of Kings, Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. God bless you all. Remember your blessing, your highly favored. So go be that blessing that God has called you to. Have an awesome week. Love you guys.